professional over here. Welcome, Footlers, to Barrel Proof Soccer Podcast. This is number 264. Uh, this is your host tonight, Ty Smith. Uh, Throw a niner in there. I'm niner? You did not. Oh, niner. Giving you a hard, <laughs> hard time. Yeah, there's a few acronyms or something. I feel like Robin Williams from Good Morning Vietnam, yep. maybe. That's my idol in terms of uh, talking into a microphone. R.I.P. Uh, yes. Gosh, what a great movie. Shout huh? out. R.I.P. Paul Mooney, too, by the way. He passed away today. Dude's hilarious. Anyway. Sorry, Ty. Three well, anyway, Taylor <laughs> Taylor made me open it up tonight, so I guess I'll introduce everybody. I'm Ty. Say hi, Taylor. Hi, Ty. Taylor Sorrells is here. Patrick as well. Patrick on the ones and twos. He's, he doesn't have a microphone tonight. He's just, He's got the buttons and the Stella. And we also are joined by a special guest this evening, uh, the one and only Louisville Ledgehog crew, who uh, are represented tonight by Todd Lanham. Welcome, Todd. Hey, guys. And Justin uh, Guilford? Guilford. Guilford. Right. Almost got it. Yep. Yeah. Welcome, Justin. Good to be here. Yeah, we're really excited to have you guys. And um, it's been so exciting to have another supporter group that has entered the fold uh, for, I guess, for the Louisville City team, right? Or for racing as Louis well? Louisville City and racing, for yeah. Both. For both. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so congrats on the official status. And we'll kind of get into your all's origins and maybe um, some things going on with the Ledgehogs as we move through here but let's jump right into the topics at hand which we have a lot of soccer to talk about yep. obviously racing plays to a 0-0 draw saturday first home game first regular season game to a near capacity crowd of about 6600 which yep. was uh, great to see would have loved to see a covid sellout so to speak but we'll get um, there. felt the energy in the crowd i thought i thought the scene was great it was just uh, a beautiful night for soccer and the first women's professional game here in Louisville. Uh, couldn't be more proud of the community and the club and uh, and our players, coaches, the, you know, everything uh, I thought was, it couldn't have gone better other than uh, the scoreline, of course. Uh, what was your take on the game, Taylor? Uh, well, experience-wise, it was that was my first racing game uh, at the stadium. So I, I didn't make any of the Challenge Cups games, so it was the inaugural league game. Uh, and it was really enjoyable for one thing. I, it's a different vibe. It's not necessarily like a Louisville City game, 100%. Uh, for you know a variety of reasons. Most of them good, frankly. Though I I really enjoyed my my time there. My kids had fun. Uh, it helps that I have really good seats for racing. So it's like I, that literally right on top of uh, of uh, uh, Nicole, I I could yell loud enough to where Nicole Barnhart turned her head and looked at me uh, at one point in the first half. Wait, uh, so you have different seats for? Yeah, I have different seats teams. for the two. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. all right. Just because, just because, I don't know. I felt like it. Uh, Switch it up a little bit. Yeah, but it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, another really high energy, high effort uh, performance from racing. Just absolutely zero disappointment in the way they played. Uh, frankly, you know, we we're trying to talk about this uh, before before we went on here, but you know, I feel like we really pretty much dominated the game, generated some offense. This team has really come a long way from that first match that we had. Uh, you know, the the, the home opener. Uh, against Orlando City, not Orlando City, Orlando Pride. Got to stop that. Uh, y'all know what I meant. Um, but anyway, I've come a long way. Like we've been able to possess the ball, create chances. Uh, we created more chances uh, than KC did. Frankly, I thought we outplayed them. Just couldn't couldn't 
didn't really create much we, that we could finish. The two decent looks we had, we knocked over the bar. You have to have more than two looks. You can you have to have more than one shot on goal to win a game. I mean, sometimes you don't, but the law of big numbers says it. It helps to have more big chances. Uh, one is not a big number. We need more than that. Um, that was the only thing I was really kind of disappointed in. Um, but otherwise, I like I said, a lot of fun. Uh, we saw a, a new starter in Katie McClure. I thought she did a fabulous job. Uh, Savannah McCaskill, woman of the match, and well-deserved. She definitely hustled her butt off out there. Uh, I don't think CeCe necessarily got as much as many touches in dangerous areas as she might like, not as much service as she might like. Uh, but the defense held up really well. Emily Fox was an absolute beast. Um, you know, Aaron Simon, you know, really kind of held her side down and got forward a few times as well. So, like I said, I, there's nothing to be disappointed in other than the lack of our ability to score. Uh, clean sheets are good. Michelle Betos didn't really didn't have a whole lot to do. Um, and we really kind of kept the ball in front of us most of the time. Amy Rodriguez didn't have any much in the way of good looks. Their only, their the most threatening player, uh, Labonte. I, if I'm, I apologize if I butchered her, butchered her name, but I don't know how to say it. Labonte, Labonte, went off injured, I believe, early in the second half, um, and that really kind of changed the game for them. Ekich didn't start, but when she came on, did some dangerous things. Just that's one of those. Th it kind of interrupted the flow, if I'm being honest. I kind of felt like, um, but. It, you have to do it. To, somebody's got to go off, and she was really fresh and has looked really good in training from right here. So that's my take. Uh, but people are probably tired of hearing the way I feel about things, so I'd like to hear what Todd and Justin have to say. If there's a scrappier team in the league, I'd like to see them because they bring so much intensity with, you know, in every phase. In the, the, the ref wasn't prepared for that, by no, the way. <laughs> the ref was not. Well, we've kind of had that problem with the boys and girls this year as far as refs not being prepared. Oh, so. my gosh. Yeah. Don't get maybe, us started on that. Maybe that's – That's uh, all I really want to say about it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's all we'll say because everybody knows that. So, But, yeah, I, I've I've been happy with, with the effort. Um, they play an exciting style. They're, they are usually the smaller team, which I think could be a concern going forward, especially against Orlando. Orlando just had some absolute trees. Corniaki, man. So yeah. Yeah. So you know, with set pieces and corners, that's that's concerning to me. Um, but but overall, you can obviously counterbalance that if you can control possession and move the ball, which they do very well. Yeah, you made some good points. I, I thought it was fun to watch Fox play. They obviously let her play up a lot higher um, than maybe they would every other player. She's fun to watch. I thought Yuki ha actually had a really good game. Yeah. Um, she had a lot of great possession, put some great balls in the box. Again, just, just no there. one there at the top to finish. Um, to Justin's point, you know, we had a, a ton of corners. It, I came away almost wondering, you know, should they play short some off the corner and maybe look for other ways to create opportunities because we don't have that height. But, yeah, overall it was a fun game to watch. Uh, wish they would have, you know, finished with three points, but, yeah. Can't complain too much. I think their best option off a corner right now is really, really is Brooke Hendricks. Mm -hmm. I think she's she's probably one of our taller, if not our tallest player, and she does do a good job of trying to get herself in in good spots. I mean, Barnhart had her, you know, had work to do in that game, uh, and I, you know, I, I I agree to an extent on on the on the set piece part, um, but that. You, I don't ever depend on that as a as a way you score. It is can it be a way? Absolutely, but it, like we got you got to do a little bit more in creating from open play. And like I said, I feel like we did that in this game. We did, um, and did a really good job beating beating Casey to the end line. Corsi could like they had to switch yeah. her after a while because I, I was she was sitting right in front of me and all of a sudden she wasn't, uh, and I was just like oh well because she can't no one could handle Savannah or McClure on that right side, uh, but you know the 
for all that hard work and for all that, you know, all that being able to create space in that tight area over there, just nothing came of it, and that's something that's got to be addressed. And I know the coaching staff knows. That's the first thing Holly said in his, in his press conference. Um, but, you know, otherwise, nothing to be disappointed about. No, I, I think Savannah I, yeah, is – Savannah is incredible. Just the motor. Right. That, she's covering so much ground. She's, she's no probably either. my favorite player. You know, she's doing the – the Lord's work in the engine room there in the middle, really just is. moving both both sides of the ball. Like she'll drop back, she'll make an eighty-yard run if she has to. She just never slows down, and that's that's fun to watch. And I hope she can keep it up. Yeah, the only thing that's downside to that, if there is a downside, I guess, is the fact that she's out of position. She is some, and there's you know yeah. we talked about not being able to finish. Yeah, you just gotta if she's gonna. If I don't necessarily, I mean. And traditionally a forward, correct? Yeah, I mean, and or a ten. So South so Carolina forward. Yeah, yeah definitely so she's a forward. Really South Carolina. embrace this box to box role. Yeah, if but if, she, if she's going to be the one over there playing on that right wing to, to beat the beat the defender there, then whoever's playing, whoever spot she's taking needs to come, fold back into the ten. Mm-hmm. Or or you know, because if that's what she's going to do, I'm all fine and good with her playing right like like a right wing or something like that. But the problem is she's so important that she can't. She she has to be everywhere, I guess. We've got to find a way to take some of that, either take some of that load off of her or find someone that knows when Savannah has the ball on the right, I have to fold in and just be the trailer here, even though that's not necessarily what traditionally you would do. I mean, that's normally a 10 kind of stays in the middle. middle and at, She had been playing it as a six, but now I guess Freya, who actually had a pretty good game, and Malay have kind of taken over kind of like a double pivot in, in defense in front of the back four, kind of, sort of. I'm not – I mean, I, I, I don't know, but – well, and maybe so if I know Savannah was supposed to say in the middle. Sorry, you know, just yeah. made an eighty-yard run to to either get back on D or get up for the offense. You know, maybe they do do some little yeah. bit of position switch to yeah. make sure that we still hold our shape and that so we're not. Yeah, there's you know, just got to be there's just got to be communication, understanding there. Right. Once mm-hmm. they that's you know this is our first real league game, fifth real game ever. So you know, and it'll it'll come. But that's one of those things. You got to take those chances when you get them, because this is the team that we should be able to beat, should have beaten, uh, and points are coming at a premium when you're an expansion team. So something definitely had the best chances of the game. I never felt really threatened. Um, of course, Michelle is up for goal uh, save of the week again. Yeah, she played great. Right. So, and last week, the one thing I wanted to see was a strong, stout defensive effort and a shutout, and we did that. Yeah. Right. Which you, you always love that, and so to come out with a point, I think. Um, is positive. Um, the re- it was interesting. You mentioned the Labonta head injury thing. I don't know what happened exactly, but we were on goal. Yeah. When the ref called. Yeah. The called called it off. We were thirty all, yards away from. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I don't know what I don't know what the rule is on that. It must have been really serious for the ref to stop play. Yeah, it was scary. That they okay. came out with towels and there was blood and there's blood. Yeah. yeah. So it must have been something serious. But it was a little frustrating because it it, it appeared to me that we were on goal i mean and you don't stop the you don't see the, st- the play stop in that situation you let it you let it progress and wait for a dead ball or something right, yeah. exactly yeah. um so that was a little disappointing but um well i hope she like i don't want to see anybody get hurt so i no, felt I, you know I, I hope she's okay because she's a good player mm-hmm. she was definitely the driving force behind anything they had going in the midfield that game so you know and i i don't ever want to see anybody get hurt but i was definitely perplexed by that whole sequence as well and that's Probably how I'm going to leave it. But there you go. And it's it's interesting because we've had the same conversation about the men's team a lot of times where we have great 
build-up play, great chances, great, you know, we look to be the dominant team, but <laughs> just that finishing touch, and of course that was the case against Birmingham um, the last weekend, or the two yeah. weekends ago now. Big, the big ball boys. You don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, it's okay, don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, but I think it's something that'll come, the chemistry will continue to improve, and um, yeah, I mean that finishing touch, it just emphasizes that you, when you get a chance in these in the in the league, in in the professional leagues, yeah. it's you got it's tight. It. You got to take it. Yeah, and, and we've got some new pieces, mu- new pieces coming two. soon too that maybe we do. Out. We don't know when Ebony Salmon's gonna gonna be here, but she's on her way. I know that there's visa and immigration and all that other fun stuff that has just been made so much more fun to deal with uh, since COVID and other developments in that arena. Uh, but hopefully she gets here soon because uh, we could probably we could use her just to you know have some options. I, like I said, I I think Katie and Cece played a really good game, uh, and so no no disrespect to them whatsoever. Just uh, feel depth is always a good thing, and the more people you have fighting for a, a job, especially at that position, better. yeah. You know, as the game goes on, it'd be nice to have somebody to throw on there. Yeah. You know, Jordan came on, didn't she? Didn't Bachman come on? Yeah, she late. came on late. Yeah, yeah. it was really late. late. Yeah. I don't know if she ever t- even touched late. the ball, really. But, yeah. Yeah, too late. That's a good point. Absolutely. Yeah. Fair point. And I, I like Amina coming off the bench. I thought that that was an interesting dynamic to throw in there. I kind of like her coming off the bench to add in, in the second half to really disrupt things, add that burst of energy that she's got. And I think in her starts, you know, she's been the one that's been taken off. Um, in the second half, and I, and I don't know if it's an endurance thing or, um, of course, we read in the paper this week that she's been fasting and playing Ramadan, soccer yeah. and yeah. That's doing hard. all that, which is unbelievable. Yeah. It's just impressive. Right. Yeah. So until she can give us 90, I kind of like her coming off the bench to add that spark. That's a good point. You know, when the defense is – is, when we've worn down the defense and they're a little bit tired on their heels, like bring her in and let her run at them because that's really what her skill set is run beat people and we saw that to some extent but then again like to your todd's point we didn't see the the people following in the middle you know getting in the positions to really um get to where you know in the support positions yeah you Um, can tell when she came on the field she was ready to go right so i i like that that aspect of the game um any other thoughts on on racing's first game it's just a really nice night i enjoyed i I had a lot of fun yeah i was just so excited because i mean for our first regular season game it's really here now and uh everything seems to be coming together um can't wait you know for the new additions to the squad and when we kind of have everybody here and working together and and it didn't rain didn't rain (laughs) wow wow right Um, you didn't like the rain in the first the first game we were at that game if we could recreate the weather from saturday for every game i think oh man it'd be perfect perfect San Diego weather. We were talking before Ooh. we started. Oh, that was a really good, <laughs> yeah. really good segue there. Do we want to do that or we do Washington Spirit? I, I thought I'd throw that in there. That was good, Justin. <laughs> I appreciate a good segue, especially when we get to point it out. Those are the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do, Todd? Do you want to do Washington next or you want to do, you want to do San Diego? Well, stick with racing since we're on. That's right? a good idea. Okay. Um, well, we'll get to San Diego, a, fi- a fabulous place to be founded Sorry in 1903. <laughs> Segway too soon. By the Germans. Uh, of course, chronologically, as we go, we got racing first on Friday. That's so. correct. Mm-hmm. 7.30 p.m., we host Washington Spirit, who is currently third in the league table. Uh, their last match was a 1-1 draw against Orlando Pride. Got that one that time. Um, 
you know, Trinity Rodman wore us out the last game. I think that She's that's not necessarily going to be the same case this game, but they are a team that has a lot of pace on the wings. Mm -hmm. uh, she is definitely the story of the league season so far, really, uh, and a lot of credit to her. Uh, the other interesting part is that the last time we played them in the Challenge Cup, they were missing Kelly O'Hara and Emily Sonnet. That will not be the case on Friday night. They should be back and playing after uh, being off on national team duty. Um, you know, O'Hara is probably kind of getting towards the back end of her career a little bit, but that makes her no light. I mean, she still starts the national team, so obviously she's a talented, quality player. And Emily Sonnet is really, really good. Uh, and, you know, we're going to need a lot of, to find a way to answer for her. I, I think Lauren Malay is probably up to the task of at least staying in front of her, but Sonnet is a smart player, great passer of the ball. Uh, I really like her. Um, so yeah. I'm excited to see how we manage that. that that's She's really exciting to see them coming to Lynn Family Stadium. Um, Are they just getting back? They're just coming back? Because I, I, I was surprised. Did they play on the weekend, Taylor, did you say? I don't know if they played on the weekend or not. Because I'm surprised they're they in third because I can't imagine. That team was already really good seeing yeah. them well, the, and playing in the you know, first. They're slated right. to give North Carolina a run for their money. They, yeah, they, they will. They did play, I believe, in the, in the draw against Orlando Pride. Okay. Um, Let's see if I can find some details about this last yeah game. i was gonna say when I, when we when i watched that highlight reel of the first game against the spirit when we went there i mean it was chance after chance after chance for the washington spirit we and were pinned i back. think we had a couple chances as well but they didn't make the highlight reel i didn't get to watch it real time they both started in that last game they both started yeah mm. didn't play great but they started so i can't i can't promise that's going to be the case yeah. the good I'm thing sorry. is we've seen them before right we know the the threats the that we got to contain, yeah, um, and just hope that we can maintain that defensive, uh, you know, shape and presence and um, keep them out first and foremost, right? Even if we got to take a more defensive posture. Agreed. Let's yeah, their see. their press is so high. Yeah, that that's where we got our chances was just trying to counter. Yeah. When they would just crash down, which they did very well with Rodman because she's just a beast. Yeah. But you know, that opens up the lanes. McCaskill had some really good runs out to the side there that almost paid off for us. So maybe that's the game plan this Friday as well. And I like seeing Emily Fox get up there. You all, we mentioned that in the last game, but she does get up on that wing really well, and it creates some imbalance and some uh, mismatches and some numbers for us going forward on that left side. And so more of that, the more of that, the better. And I'd like to see her – you know when she when they're laying off of her because she's going to pass yeah. supposedly like i'd like to see her take somebody on and have and have one you know we've got to um, find better angles going in towards the 18 we can't i don't i have no 100%. problems trying to attack up the wings and then cutting in but by that point that gives so much to the defense so much time to to crack to you know fold back in and get compact if you but it's going to have to be in transition moments which is what you know holly's kind of built this team to do you, you're not going to get too many on, but you've got to find a way to beat your man one-on-one -on -one in those transition yeah, moments and then yeah. have something. I agree with you there. And the last game, it seemed like there were a couple opportunities as well when they did come up the wing that they probably could have taken it into the box, taken the keeper one-on-one, -on -one, laid it off. But it was just like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to stop, you know, yeah. put yeah. it at the top of the box, trying to find somebody. We're going to see these kind of growing pains. That's just going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that the team is trying to talk us out of that, which I'm glad. Good. Stay on message. I'm all for that. I hope that it becomes a reality. But I just – I don't think these things are necessarily avoidable. You know, it reminds me of uh, a few years ago when Louisville City was struggling because we, for some reason, we had our three lanes. We we're trying to play it out to the wing as much as we could and just cross, 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 cross. Yeah. 
and it wasn't working at all. No. So then we started taking some angles and getting into the box and making things happen, draw fouls if you have to, and get a get a PK, or or just put some pressure on them because the crosses. And this is a defense we can try and Absolutely. take on a little bit. I yeah. think, you know, if you can get through their midfield and you've got a center back or a, or a winger or a, sorry, a fullback on, I think you've got a chance to make something happen. Um, you know, these guys, this is an impe- impenetrable wall that we're playing against. Their midfield is really good. Their forwards are really good. Uh, but if you can fight your way through that and generate some turnovers in the midfield, which, you know, Malay and Olofsson are, are capable of. By the way, the other one I, I just remembered, Taylor Otto, who's only kind of appeared as a sub. She's got a ton of potential. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she has to do to, to break in, and obviously she's hasn't she's not starting for a reason. Um, but I, I I'm always impressed with her when she comes in. She's the, she's another super tall player that can be useful on a set play, and, that, and that's the like the least of the things that I can concerned about with her. But she's I like her a lot. I've heard she's, she's really played good. really well in practice too. So I think she, it's just and a she got in uh, last game. She did just right? really impressive. I think for Malay maybe. Um, in the mid- yeah, I think so. Malay, I love I Malay. Right. She's a yeah. little bullet, constantly running around pestering everybody. I love to watch her play, and she had the best shots of the match. I was about to say, I <laughs> see know? her. I see her getting one. Yeah, here she's soon not afraid to do. Like, I, uh, she's absolutely fearless, and that's what I love. She's about cleaning her. cleaning up those balls that are coming out yeah. and having a rip from outside the box, which I love to see. Yeah. So we'll. I, I don't know how it's going to go, but that's kind of the way I. If we're going to get chances, I feel like that's what we're going to do against this team. And congrats to Frazier as well. I yeah. think she got, like, top three in um, in the Challenge Cup. Yeah. Did you all see that stat? Yeah. I think she was in the top three in maybe interceptions. Or she she seems to do, be doing really well at breaking stuff up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, yeah, just need to, just a little bit more creativity, a little bit more freedom that, you know, maybe these, these players need and a little more confidence to, for some of the ones that we're not expecting to take somebody on to, to really make that push. To, to, to rise above, I think. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know who that's going to be, but maybe maybe it'll be Lauren. Could be. I don't know. Well, I like I said, I, this is one of those deals is like watching our kids play. Sometimes you just got to shoot the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's every chance. now and then. Like, I don't I, – I go to games with my dad who knows a very a little bit about soccer, but it's every time we have the ball inside the, the mid – you know the midfield line. He's yelling, "Shoot!" I'm like, "Dude, that's a terrible why." <laughs> and I'm not. I can't convince him, so I just stopped having the conversation. If you're from Kentucky and you play soccer. That is how you. Yeah, you but I'm just. Right. I, you know, you, or you. Or he, you he, say he doesn't know it. nothing. That's like genetic. He, yeah. You know, shoot the ball. It just comes from the or basketball. Or boot it, right? Side. Yeah, that's, I mean, right. that's what we used to say. Is boot it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm. You know, obviously don't do be doing doing too stupid. But sometimes you just gotta shoot the ball. So you know, can't can't walk the ball in the net. Which we might be able to do against San Diego this weekend, though. We'll see. What do you there think? There we go. Okay, let's move I'm, on to Saturday. Then. Because they're having a horrible beginning of the season. 0-3. Three, three starts, They've three gotten losses. Crushed. Uh, hold on. I had a bunch three of Three road games, right? Did you all watch the, the, the Phoenix-San uh, Diego to, to kind of kick off the season? Indeed, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're not very good at all. Now, Phoenix, obviously, <laughs> is very good. Yeah, but they just look disorganized, and it's really not gotten any better. They, from they the lost other. that game four-one. They lost to Rio Grande Valley, who's actually turned out to they had a good first opening. Of they the are the surprise of yeah. the season in my mind. Rio Grande Valley is three and zero and look the part. Yeah. I mean, they look. I haven't good. watched the game, but they they are impressing people, and so if those people are impressed. Then I will, by proxy, also be impressed. So, uh, so is so is San Diego the uh, FC Cincy of USL this year? Whoa, whoa! I mean, hold your horses. They haven't done. They haven't done anything. That's no. They did score. 
against Phoenix. Oh, I see what you mean, like the MLS version of SEs and They do get a lot of hype. Yeah, a lot of hype, no wins. They're just, they're both just wonderful to watch. Just, you know, the soccer is amazing. So their last match, they lost 3-1 to Tacoma. Tacoma, who's not even trying, right? You know, they're not. Let's give Tacoma a little bit of credit. I'm sure they were last in the league last season. They were. Uh, where are they right now? Let's see. Tacoma. Oh, they're doing okay. They're in, shit, they're in third in the West. So I, I may be speaking out of turn here, but normally not trying. Uh, <laughs> San Diego. Let's see how. So, yeah, they've given up one, two, three, four, five. Gosh, eight goals in three games. Yeah. Not great, Bob. It's impressive. That's four games. Yeah, because Trey Mews, a local product, is their goalkeeper. Correct? Yeah, that's true. I believe uh, that. Is didn't accurate. he play? I think he's a Louisville kid. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, maybe I played in Indiana right. yeah. or something like that, but yeah. um, and just bounced around the league a little bit. I can't remember where it was at last. He was. Um, he got drafted by. Um, did he get drafted by Seattle? He, he got remember. drafted, and I think he's been on MLS or MLS two teams, and then um, I don't know. You know, he's ended up at San Diego, and I mean, they they're not a like can, they're not a poorly constructed roster. I mean, you've got Salzizo, who's like an MLS was an MLS like veteran lifer, like. I don't know how he's still playing professional ball, but he's not a bad player. Uh, kid from Pittsburgh on the back line. Yeah, Colin Martin's really good. Yeah. Uh, Jack Blake plays for them. Our, yeah. our old flame, Charlie Adams, is playing for him. Right. You know, yeah. so they're they're not a bad outfit at all. Uh, and Morgan Hackworth as well. Is he Morgan? Ha- yeah, yeah, he is. He, is. Yeah. he hadn't made that. it. I don't think he's been put in a game yet. Yeah. As far as I can tell, but he played a lot last year, though. He played a lot. Yeah. And, well, and, and towards the end of the season, I was going to say San Diego really they they started slow last season, but came on. Um, they I did. Yeah. Were, were they, they a playoff team? If I'm they not were. Mistaken? They were supposed oh, they to be. They had a little turmoil oh, there at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. the scandal. They, that's right. So they missed abused. the playoffs just barely. But um, yeah, which you know, glad yeah. that they're that, you know they took that stand. I, I absolutely hats off to them. But it also screwed their playoff chances. And it was COVID Cup or whatever, and we didn't even have a final. So at the end of the day, who yeah. really cares? Uh, by the way, uh, uh, Tampa Bay beat Phoenix last weekend. Uh, so just for those of you who may not have known that, that was kind mm-hmm. of a big deal. Unsettled biz- unfinished business yeah, is what business. they said. I was, right? okay. I was okay with that. Phoenix I was, was get- too. Phoenix yeah. was getting uh, – Oh, they were That so dry heat was making their head a little big. <laughs> they were very salty on the internet, which is the place where everyone's And the rowdy, the rowdy commentary was interesting because, you know, the, the rowdies are like – or Ralph's mob, you know, they, they had some choice words for Phoenix. And I'm the, sure and they the, did. And the theatrics and oh, Santi Moore. Oh man, yeah, they love bringing a lot of stuff up. Did you see at the end of the that game, Neil Collins, the Tampa Bay gaff gaffer, and uh, Santi Moore going at it? No, I didn't see that. It was it was interesting, and uh, you know, and Coach Collins, he gave him the. I don't know what they were talking about, but it was interesting for sure. That's good stuff. All right, so let's run through some numbers on these guys just for anyone who's interested. Uh, They average four shots on target per match. That's not great. Uh, Three big chances created. That puts them 16th in the entire league. Uh, Big chances missed, three. That's a lot. Uh, Average .7 goals per match, not good. Defensively, they concede... 2.7 2.7 goals per match. We can do the easy math on that. Uh, 3.7 saves. That's a lot. That's only that's fourth in the league in saves per match. You don't want to be on the high end of that particular list. Clearances, uh, 14. They're middle of the table there. And successful tackles per match, 24th with 8.3. Wow. That's not good. Plus, they had the top meme of the league, too, with Landon Donovan's F. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that was phenomenal. That's teed up. I'm not a Phoenix fan, but that was well done by the Phoenix media right there. Social media. Uh, they're they're a good passing team. They're they like to be a high possession team. Um, so in that sense, plays into our hands a little bit because kind of get like them at the right time. You know, with our injuries and yeah. Omby being out and everything. So wait, wait, wait. Omby's out too now. Yeah, Omby's suspended. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was, they they yeah. went back and reviewed that what? reviewed that play. Oh, so he got yeah. a post match. Two, yeah. games. two games. Two yeah. games. Holy cow! Oh wow! I didn't okay. see the I didn't see the disciplinary report. So explain to us, Todd, what what exactly was this play? I was just catching up on it today. Actually, credit to Benton Newman that posted it. Um, killing it, that kid. Yeah, he is killing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Love him. Uh, two games. They went back and reviewed the tapes afterwards, and I guess it was a cleat to a leg or a dangerous play. It was dangerous. Uh, and if you in look the Birmingham game. in the yeah. Birmingham game, it, it was pretty I bad. Well, I think it was second on. I yeah. know that, but I, I did, that's the game I didn't see, so I don't I don't know what happened. We came on early because that's the one that Antoine went out, yeah. right? You know, about twenty five minutes, right? So yeah. that's the well, longest game I've ever seen without a true, you know, overtime overtime period, like twelve, 12 minutes. minutes that's, that is wild. It's crazy. Uh, so Twan's carrying a knock. That, Oscar's out. Uh, Gomez is out. Not Gomez. Um, Gonzalez is out. Gonzalez, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jam is out. Uh, we've apparently got ten academy kids, which I'm. That's awesome. That's very. And that cool. was a. That, yeah. They released did a press release yeah. today. Today being Wednesday, about like how uh, Simon Bird, who's head, he kind of runs boys coaching here at Racing Academy, or excuse me, Louisville City Academy, uh, has been. You know, he's assistant coach now, and it's kind of been a really nice thing for him where he gets to get these kids all this extra professional experience they were getting before. I know that Hackworth, when he was still head coach and manager, was definitely involving academy kids and practices and things like that but now we kind of really need at the very least enough players so we can have a practice um oh, and so that's kind of what what they've done which is great josh winder by the way got called up uh, to an id camp for a u.s men's national team awesome fabulous happy for him 16 years old you know that's he's great. got a, did he sign an academy contract with us i, I can't believe recall. so yeah i he think did. he did he's one of the seven yeah one of those seven that they yeah him really and there's like a couple kids from ballard and a kid from st x and other mm-hmm. places but yeah do you know it? I can't remember the, the, all the names. Um, but, hell, we might yeah, even see really one of them in a game. too, which is really cool. Yeah. Some you know, bowling green kids as well. Kids. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And there's probably something purposeful about that, but these kids just earn their chance. You know, you don't just get to go. So, that's awesome. Oh, they're, so they're, they're legit. the 18 Saturday, right? Uh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, you I had to believe it. Yeah, we're running out of players. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> we're, we're down four. We only have 22 on the active roster. So, yeah, you got to have fun. Um, so, that that's what's going on there. Uh, you know, in terms of what we can expect from Louisville City, I just think we've – I can only imagine. We've, they've had two weeks off. I'm sure they've worked on trying to make sure they complete chances, you know, f- battling through the defense and probably first-team offense playing first-team defense maybe and just trying to figure out how do we open up enough space we can get Cam chances because Cam hasn't had much in the way it looks in either game. You know, I know he's the focus of the defense, but we also have a lot of other really good players that can score goals that just haven't – you know, we've scored goals, don't get me wrong, but we need to score more goals. SMG score more goals. We're gonna really have to bring the intensity because I I see San Diego as uh, we're catching them at a time where they're not in good form, but they're gonna be hungry. I mean, I tell you what, points too. Let's not forget that. I I mean, mean, the whole league is talking about San Diego flopping, and they're coming into Lynn Family Stadium with a chip on their shoulder. I mean, they're gonna want to prove everything. That's a good point. The crowd can make a big difference. Yeah, about that. I'm excited about that. So we're still at 60 until May 28th. We bumped to 75, and then. Bring it all to 100 on 
Uh, June. June 11th. June 11th. So right June 12th game against Memphis. That's going to be, be a big one. Is that our coming out? Is that our inaugural? It has to our be. Official Plus, their their team we should beat, so that should be fun. We should emphasis on should. Uh, Do they yeah, have a full roster? I feel like they didn't. Have I don't a full know. They only had like 15 players signed yeah. the last time I checked. Maybe I they know. could borrow some of our academy players. And get get some. Can we yeah, do yeah, loans with minutes. kids? Does that work? <laughs> get them some experience. Who's the, who's, who's the guy overseas <laughs> that bought a team so his kid can play? And he was like 300 pounds and oh, kicked the Chinese the yeah. Chinese club. Yeah, that's how you do it right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's capitalism, baby. Capitalism slash nepotism, all the good stuff. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the, the – we've done the game preview, the game previews. What else? What else do you want to do before yeah, we do well, it? let's talk about Ledgehogs. Yeah, let's do that. Have yeah. you done a Ledgehog? These guys, we haven't uh, even told anyone who these sort folks of are. Sort of origin story. I mean, they're have you all done that with anybody else? We haven't. No. Let's hear it. Let's this, hear it. This is our first uh, – public appearance this is our, our coming out party by public you mean in a parking lot on river road uh, <laughs> nothing but the with, best with for us dudes. yeah you're right, right. so <laughs> this is todd speaking and this is your brainchild right like uh, or what well you don't i don't know who justin's gonna give me the credit i saw him nodding yeah, yeah so 100 percent todd so i'll try to give i'll try to give the story we go back to the slugger field uh there were a group of guys that all got together to go to the games um Candidly, we, we figured out kind of a cheat code and, and realized that Slugger was offering suites for about $350 a game for 16 tickets, which meant Holy we, cow. we yeah, exactly. Nice we didn't tell we didn't tell many people about that, but we could <laughs> uh, you could bring 16 people to game, which allowed us the opportunity to, to bring kids and friends and, you know, kind of bond that group. And obviously, when we moved to the new stadium, we got priced out of those opportunities so um we did a lot of exploring we actually went down and did the virtual tour with the goggles uh downtown when they were building the stadium to figure out where we wanted to be because we still wanted an atmosphere where we could you know hang out together be part of the game um you know still kind of bring the kids and do that thing Uh, and we decided on at that point the ledge tables um so our group now consists of of nine kind of core members um, we have formed an official uh, supporters group. Uh, we, we're, our website is up and being kind of finalized. Um, we are at our uh, minimum number, so we've got about 50, 50 uh, official supporters within our group. Um, but the Ledgehog's name kind of developed from one of the guys in our group that is in the marketing space, a guy named Matt Kamer. He works with the the firm Bandy Carroll Hilligen here in town, and you know we were trying to come up with what would be a cool way to kind of brand ourselves and come up with something that we can put on some shirts and go to the games. And obviously, the Ledge came into play, and Butchertown came into play, and Ledge Hogs just you know it, it made sense. So he threw out some logos, you know, had his creative team put it together, and I threw a Twitter handle up, and the rest was history. So. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I I really enjoy and appreciate your all's vibe. It's very it's very different from the Coopers, which it should be. It's not the same thing, uh, but I, I just think that's a really cool way to kind of go about. That's and like I've said before, the more supporters groups we have here at Louisville City, the better. And there's can and should be a home for anyone's taste if that's a, if that's a thing you're into. Uh, and like I said, I I really like what you guys are getting. I. I I don't know how I initially became aware of your all's existence necessarily. I'm sure Justin had something to do with it. It, it was a it was a mystery for so so long. So this really is the coming it's, out. We have actually, people from the academy. Actually, once they found out, people from the academy coming up to me saying, "Are are you part of the Ledgehogs? Is that a that the supporter group?" And this is you know like your 
Luke Spencer's and yeah, things of yeah, that yeah. nature, people that are actually interested. I'm like, wow, we're really getting some oh, man. positive yeah. momentum here with our shenanigans. Yeah, the, so the, it's, <laughs> the breaking it's point, fantastic. it was funny because after we threw the, the Twitter page up, I mean, at the end of the day, you mentioned it. For us, it's a vibe. I mean, we just we want to have fun, hang out, bring people together, support the other groups. And at the end of the day, I think a common goal within all of our members is we're supporting the city. So whether it's racing, whether it's Little City, whether it's any Whatever sports else. within you know this this area, we want to increase that vibe within the community. And the breaking point was, I think, the Three Honest Lads uh, podcast with Devin Kerr. He was talking to Hackworth at that point, and some, somehow it came up, and they said, Hack you know, who the hell are these Ledgehogs people? Right. And he was like, I don't know, but I love them. <laughs> and, and from that point on, it was just, it was all cool. And we, you know, got to chat with, with did you Devin. Go on, you and, all went on the pod that, you all went on the Honest Lads pod, right? Yeah, we did. So back That's in cool. December, we got to do the, the three Honest Lads and, um, you know, kind of introduced ourselves to this. But at that point, I, maybe we had 20 followers and nobody really knew who we were. So right. it's growing. You know, my, my wife had a good analogy for what we're like. And it was from that movie, you know, the Will Ferrell movie, Old School, yeah. where the old guys uh, form their own fraternity <laughs> right. on a college campus and just kind of go crazy. She's like, that's kind of like you all as far as ledge hogs. And well, that's like, okay. good. <laughs> that's yeah. fair. That's a good. So which one of you guys not is Frank the Tank? Not quite <laughs> as crazy, though, right? I mean, we're not. Frank, no, we're no, not that going crazy. We're not no, it's it's, it's the, all done in yeah, yeah, taste and nothing Steve illegal. Steve Dog's not showing up at the ledge. Well, if it is legal, we'll have to get Taylor involved. I'm there for that. I'll show up for that. Uh, well, did you guys? What about soccer? Like, is is did it stem from just a love of the city and sports, or do you all, are you all soccer guys? We're, it's a we're mixed bag. Yeah. For the most part, though, I mean, I think Justin grew up with it. Yeah, so I've I grew up with it. Um, I lived in England, so big time fan. So when this all started, as far as Lou City, I I mean, I was absolutely in. Um, and there's a lot of other, uh, you know, other people in the group as well that that played soccer. And there, we all have kids for the most part yeah. that are involved in local youth soccer. At, you spent at your own clubs. time in between the posts. What's that? You spent your own time in between the posts. That's little, right. Little keeper action. That yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was a keeper. Still play up here on Fridays in the co-ed oh, we division. We know you're crazy then. Now, now we know. Now <laughs> yeah. we know that. I'm gonna start transitioning into that. This Monday night stuff. I can't handle this anymore. Well, <laughs> I thought co-ed would be easy. It is not. No, we've, it's not. We've run into some women's teams that maybe are three or four years out of college. Yeah. Where I come away just bruised, you know, like 30 <laughs> shots on goal and everything shoulder, else. Sprained shoulder. Yeah. Sprained shoulder. Yeah. But it, it's um, so, yeah, I think there, there's a ton of background, you know, in, in the group. Um, a lot like the Coopers as well, you know, and um, I'm sure the Louisville ladies as well, the Black Sheep. There's tons of soccer heads like all over this this club in general, which is what makes it so great. It's and I'm the direct opposite. I grew up in yeah you know, central kentucky where we couldn't spell soccer so it didn't it never exists you know in my Did your acumen high school have until, a soccer team? no no yeah. high school soccer team soccer again it had no clue He's being and then modest. The, the kids started playing and it gets you involved in the sport and there's just something about for me learning a new sport with the kids seeing it through their eyes figuring it out on my own and, and actually, Mario mentioned it one day. I said, you know, why is soccer starting to take off? And he was like, it's because the parents don't know the questions to ask. It's not like football and baseball where you can go out to the field and scream at your kids and tell them they're doing 100 things wrong. Parents, you know, a lot of them just don't know what the kids are supposed to be doing, so they let them play. Yeah, that's one thing I will give a lot of credit to Mario for. And 
our, all of our kids, those of us who have kids at the academy, the one nice thing is I think that they've really given us the opportunity to like put a lot of trust in your coaches, uh, which I try to do no matter where I've had kids playing soccer um, for the most part. And But the nice thing about Mario is he's put people in place where there's no reason for you to question necessarily. You know, there's always something. There's always something because we're parents and it's youth soccer in Louisville. But, uh, you know, I, I think that the trust factor is really, really huge, and they've yet to betray any of that. And I, you know, it's a, it's a new program. Don't get me wrong, but I think that's a huge, huge part of what Mario's been, you know, trying to espouse as part of what the academy's all about. And so they've, you know, it's it's been awesome to watch. Academy Cup schedule or the USL Academy League schedule just came out recently. That's I don't yeah, I know that. when or where it is necessarily, but it's happening, and that's cool. Glad for that. I don't have any. My kids are too little to play on it. Our all me and Patrick and Ty's kids are all too little to play on it, but. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's it's exactly what we need here. And yeah, that, you know, is a path to the is a path to that elite level soccer, and it's here. Well, so. ca- case in point, my oldest, uh, he'll start true. He, they're playing up U eleven this year, but next year they'll be U eleven in the ECNL because yeah. the ECNL is going from U thirteen down to U eleven. Yeah. So they'll be the Midwest, and they will be regularly playing teams like the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Right. So how cool is that? You know, it really top down. And then we had the Columbus crew here however many weeks ago that was for friendlies. So so it's just a great culture, you know, from bottom up. And Mario gets a lot of credit for that and everybody else involved as well. Yeah. Good deal. All right, you all want to do some ass barrel proof? Patrick, Patrick seems like While sure. you're looking, I'll ask the lead chalk. Okay, go ahead. Do you guys have any, like uh, – you know anything coming up or any like what, any plans like missions or activities or anything that you you know want to tell everybody that you've got in the works yeah we've we've got stuff in the works um we've we've created our our um, official swag page so you can visit the twitter handle and check out the swag local companies locally made local resources um we're friends and and kind of partnered with the folks over at 1020 um, there may or may not be some some beverages that are in the work there that maybe oh, we can partner nice. with them. I like to hear that. Um, but yeah, it, it, at the end of the day, anything that we can find to support other groups, you know, create a vibe, support the the program, yeah. we're all behind. Well, of course, I joined because I'm a ledge guy as well. You know, our family, and um, it's a it's I like being on our side. You know, it's the away side, so to speak. I guess right. We're not on the home side, but it's a nice uh, it's a well, it's a great legend. It, it harkens back for me to Slugger, where we used to kind of hang out on the concourse a lot. You got a great view of the game, you know, and it's like we, I'm glad that we're providing some supporter atmosphere in in that area where, um, you know, because we all, obviously we got Scouts House and we got the Stopin' All In with the Coopers and we got the supporter zones there. Uh, the classic supporter zones, but it's nice that we're sort of developing that vibe, as we say, yeah, on our side. Sure. So, for sure. Good deal. What you got? Uh, first thing I want to do is, once again, plug uh, the uh, May 2021 Angels Share raffle. Uh, you can check that out at LouisvilleCruisers.com. Uh, I don't know if we've got a tab on there, so if I can find it, I'll tweet it out for sure on both accounts, because Benton's been doing a really great job, but uh, some things you can win would be some pregame coffee, a Louisville City T-shirt, some 1020 uh, Brewing Company stickers and beer steins, pregame coffee, uh, beanie, 
Mag Louisville City Magnets, uh, a ticket voucher. I don't know what all's in that. That's, soccer, that's, that's a Butchertown box, that's, right? That's soccer ball that sat out in the rain for a couple well, yeah, of years. Yeah, that one, but it's been signed by, like, it's vintage. 2016, it's got cam. It's got all, it, yeah, it has been beat to death, don't get me wrong. But it's still, uh, it's a, still an, an it's item cool. that people would, the someone OGs. who really loves yeah. Louisville City would that love would it. makes it even better, right? Yeah, absolutely. Character. It's, it's been used. You like that. My dad has a... a couple of signed like Kentucky basketball basketballs that my kids were threatening to take outside and play I was like do not dare take that thing and put it in the case <laughs> so same idea this ball belongs in a case and you're gonna want it uh the next question I have is uh oh this is a good one from Hope McPepper I think Todd probably saw this one or Justin I can't recall how many pairs of New Balance are owned collectively within the official member roster yeah I mean, I'm wearing a pair right now. To that. It, I'm not in the legend. If, if you're in the know, you know that Jack Harlow has has brought them back, and it's cool again. Yeah. So it's, it's always been cool. Don't yeah. You? <laughs> don't I think hate. it just depends on the type don't of hate. New Balance, right? Yeah, it does. You can't have the, the all white yeah. as opposed to. Listen, the, they're ugly Nikes. They're dad yeah, Nikes. They are they're definitely Nike. dad right. Adidas. Yeah. They're Those are grass cutting shoes. Lots of shoes. <laughs> Plus, they make bomb ass yard shoes. I mean, if you want to go out and cut some grass, just buy another pair and just get rid of them. Just buy another pair. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing a pair right now, so I, you know, I I wasn't offended. <laughs> Those are the cool ones, Taylor. Question. Those are like, I don't know. It, Hope, Hope McPepper needs to hop on the hop on the train, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> they come in cool colors. You can do anything you want. New Balance is good. Uh, let's see here. Um, there's a question that I think is probably a trolley question, but I want to ask I want to ask it anyway because I have a good answer for it, which is, uh, what does the Believe Black Players sign mean, and how about Hispanic players? The Believe Black Players sign is probably, as far as it relates to, it was at the racing game this past weekend, was in reference to an incident that occurred in a Houston uh, Dash game. I forget who they're playing. I want to say it was Chicago. Uh, at the very beginning of the Challenge Cup, where a, uh, I can't recall the player's name, unfortunately, but she's a black player, said she was racially, uh, her husband had come down to see her after the game, and security stopped him. Didn't stop anybody else, because she might be one of the few black players on that team. But stopped her husband and wouldn't let her, wouldn't let him come and see her, uh, and so it sparked this whole deal that unfortunately the league seems like they're kind of trying to sweep under the rug a little bit, um, and it's just kind of a facet of a much larger societal problem where, uh, oftentimes when a black person says that something happened to them, uh, and it's a voice them versus authority, people are just naturally inclined. A lot of people are naturally inclined to believe the authority as opposed to the person who said that this thing happened. Um, happens all the time, uh, and it's really unfortunate and wrong. Uh, and so that's what that sign meant. It's just like this person is has no reason to lie about this particular incident uh, that you can probably conjure up. And so when she says something awful happened to her, you should just believe what she says and try to figure out how to fix the problem instead of finding all the faults in her and her past experiences, et cetera. Anybody got a differing opinion well on said. that? Well said. You nailed it. Okay, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see if I got anything else. That might be the only other one, but I, you never know about this hashtag because nobody uses it anymore. Um, I, no, of course not. I'm still uh, asking why you keep screaming at us each week on your Twitter. That's how I talk. It's fine. <laughs> uh, there's new chance, according to Jorge. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure everybody knows about that. I don't know where it is, but he's got it. If you if you look at at Capo underscore five hundred two, he's got a whole he's got a YouTube page with the new chance on it for this weekend. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, and I think oh, nice. That's probably. All I've got. Yeah, we covered the origin story. People asked about that. So you guys, Ty, definitely took the bull by the horns there. The hog by the horns, if you will. That's Hogs right. don't have horns. They have by tusks. The tusks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hog by the tusks. Let's do that. <laughs> um, and that's kind of all I got. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think I got anything else. Um, really appreciate you guys coming on and for all sure. your support for the club, of course. And 
let's keep it up. Let's keep building all the all the groups and supporting the groups and every you know and all the endeavors that we're getting where you fit in. And just yeah, and put exactly your time right. and effort into that. I mean, yeah. there's a something. There's, there's a something for you. There's for you. not start your own. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and I for really you. would echo your sentiment about just supporting the city, because it's really about community and bringing people together, and Louisville, you know, being a place that people love to be. And sport, there's nothing that brings people together yeah. more than sports. I mean, it's just how it is. It's been for millennia, right? And so it. Amen, brother. It and really it, is something that we got to. And take advantage of the opportunity that we have right now with the stadium. It's a world-class facility. Come down to the games. If you haven't made a game, Friday, Saturday is your perfect opportunity. The weather's going to be great. And the other thing I'd say is, again, in supporting the city, come down early. Go to a restaurant, regardless of where it is. Go to a restaurant after the game. Let all the, mer- the merchants around the, the stadium know that the fans are there to support them. You know, if we're taking all the parking space around there, we might as well be spending some money around there too. So, food and booze are good. Big fan. A lot is. of good stuff. It's all around, around there. There's plenty There's of it. Great places yeah. to, to visit. make a day out of. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's all within walking distance. But like so that I'm, but we'll, we've said this ad nauseum, but they could not have picked a better place to put this, put this facility. There's going to be more around there probably soon. We're going to lose parking, parking lots. That's fine. Uh, but you know, ten twenty brewery, uh, cot, cot, copper and kings can't spit it out. Fobalu, uh all these places are Hog right Father. around there. They're all yeah, High Five Donuts. Hog Father Pizza. Five yeah. Donuts, uh, what is it? The 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 horse place. Um, high Horse. High Horse. Yes. Right there. Uh, Butchertown mm-hmm. Pizza Hall. What, yeah, no, that's not what it is anymore. Sorry. Hog Father. Hog Father. Hog Father. Yeah. Which we really have no pizza. affiliation <laughs> with. We've yeah. been asked that. You just like to show up there. there it's really good pizza. It yeah. is good. It is good. So there's only good pizza. So to speak, I guess 1020 you mentioned. 1020 is probably the spot. Yeah. I haven't been there yet. I gotta go. They're hog friendly too. There you go. I like that. All right, guys. Well, Justin, Todd, thank you all for coming. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. host again. All right. Let's all set out with the Vamos Morados. Adios. Vamos Vamos Morados. Vamos Morados.